Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line this April 14th, 2021, so glad you're here, I'm always glad you're here, uh, you should be glad you're here, so, um, yeah, sorry, I got a million things going on, uh, Big breaking news today as President President Joe Biden announces that uh, he is withdrawing not some, not most, but all troops from Afghanistan. And that's caused a little bit of a stir, and I'll explain to you exactly why here in just a moment. First, let me tell you about my boys at Vapor Forge. Make sure you go check those guys out. They're out on 280. You know that. And so why haven't you gone and seen them? If you have not been there, what in the world is wrong with you? These guys are the best good friends of mine, and they support this show. They make this show happen each and every week. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, 205 874 9010-874-9010. Make sure you tell them you heard it on Over the Line right here from Andrew McLean, and I will appreciate that. They will appreciate that, and it can keep them going. I was actually in there yesterday, and I went to just hang out with Tony for a minute, the owner, and they got so busy at one point uh, I felt bad and I kind of took the role of one of the employees and I started helping customers. So you may walk in there one day and I'm actually kind of working there part time. So you, you never know. You can't, you can't let your friends struggle like that. If they, they're getting super busy, uh, you gotta help them out. So that's what I did, but I definitely do appreciate those guys. Make sure you go check them out. So president Biden announces today that he is officially ending America's longest war. He is going to be the hero that we've waited for for 20 years to save us and end America's longest war. Let's take a look real quick and see exactly what, uh, what Joe Biden said earlier today. In his own words, let's check this out right here. Now look, I know there are many who will loudly insist that diplomacy cannot succeed. No, you know I got to do this. You notice the first thing he does, he's scratching his chin. He, he'll take his thumb and scratch right under his right under his bottom lip. Or he'll take his finger, swipe his nose, swipe over here by his eye, and a little bit over here. So, you know, just a little... Just a little touch up. Y'all know what that's from. Y'all know exactly what that's from. You're on enhancements. <laughs> You're either on amphetamines or they got the man on Adderall or something to prop this man up. And it drives me crazy every time I see it. I'm like, man, Trump got hammered into oblivion. And then constantly saying he's losing his mind and he's on drugs. And now we actually got one of those people and nobody says a word. It's absolutely amazing. Without a robust U.S. military presence to stand as leverage. We gave that argument a decade. It's never proved effective. 
not when we had 98,000 troops in Afghanistan, and not when we were down to a few thousand. Our diplomacy does not hinge on having boots in harm's way, U.S. boots on the ground. We have to change that thinking. American troops shouldn't be used as a bargaining chip between warring parties in other countries. War in Afghanistan was never meant to be a multi-generational undertaking. We were attacked. We went to war with clear goals. We achieved those objectives. Bin Laden is dead, and al-Qaeda is degraded in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it's time to end the forever war. He's just so tired. You know, it, it, it's gone. I think they tried to play it off in the early days as he's just, he's talking real soft and real slow because he's trying to get the message across that he's passionate about the thing he's talking about. And it's becoming uh, obviously and, and blatantly clear that that is not the case because that is how he's always talking now. He's talking like that because he's incredibly exhausted, not from what he's done that day or that week. He's exhausted with life. That's right. Joe Biden is at the end of his road and he's exhausted with life. And you know he has to often think to himself, man, why are they making me do this? But a big part of it is legacy. So he does have a, a driving factor because he brings up the accomplishment of Barack Obama that Barack Obama took out Osama bin Laden. If he even remembers Barack Obama's name. Maybe Barack America. <laughs> he took out Osama bin Laden. One of the greatest presidents in history. Barack America. The reason he has to bring that up is because that's what it is about for these guys. It's about legacy. And I think Joe, Joe Biden thinks his legacy is important. That's why he wants to be the president that ends this war. But it's also about keeping Barack Obama's legacy intact as well. Barack Obama, and you can take this to the bank, coming from Andrew McLean, is pulling the strings for all of this stuff. Barack Obama is behind propping Joe Biden up. Barack Obama has been the one to implement the insurance policy that got cashed in on November 3rd, 2020. Barack Obama is behind all of this. Every bit of it. He almost got destroyed when it was exposed that he and his cronies were spying on an incoming administration, even during the presidential election. But he had so many people on the inside, he was able to keep everything intact. And now it's time to fix everything that was reversed over the past four years. That's why Joe Biden has to make sure you remember that Barack Obama was the one that took down Osama bin Laden, if he even did that. Who knows? Who knows if Osama bin Laden's even been alive in 20 years? You know, we, we allegedly killed him, and then, you know, we, we, we just threw him in the ocean. You know, you know I, you don't need to see his body, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> well, that, whatever. Whatever happened to Osama bin Laden? Now, uh, uh, Barack America is going to be taking credit for it. Joe Biden goes on to announce that we are, in fact, and uh, 
I just knocked it off my page. That we are, in fact, getting ready to shut this puppy down. We are getting ready to bring all troops home from Afghanistan because this war has just gone on far too long. And Joe Biden, he's not going to put up with it. We cannot continue the cycle of extending or expanding our military presence in Afghanistan, hoping to create ideal conditions for the withdrawal and expecting a different result. I'm now the fourth United States president to preside over American troop presence in Afghanistan. Two Republicans, two Democrats. I will not pass this responsibility onto a fifth. After consulting closely with our allies and partners, with our military leaders and intelligence personnel, with our diplomats and our development experts, with the Congress and the Vice President, as well as with Mr. Ghani and many others around the world, I've concluded that it's time to end America's longest war. It's time for American troops to come home. And there's Joe Biden. It's time for American troops to come home. And don't forget, happened on my watch. He's going to remind you that. Now, Lindsey Graham has been the leading voice railing against this decision. Here is one of the many things Lindsey Graham had to say today. Listen to this. Well, let's get Joe Biden to shut up first. I hate when that happens. Come on, Joe. Why can't we get this together? All right, let's uh, let's try one more time. Take it away, Lindsay. When we ignore the threat of the enemy, uh, remember the the famous statements being made that the uh, the warning lights are blinking red. <clears throat> As we ignored the buildup of Al Qaeda in Afghanistan, this is what happened. This is what happened. Flight ninety three where Americans on that flight were the first to fight back. What makes you think this won't happen again if we create the conditions for it to happen again? What's it worth to Americans to make sure this never happens again? Is it worth it to us as a nation to keep the fight over there so it doesn't come here? The risk that our soldiers take is to protect their homeland. President Biden went to Arlington today. I'm glad he did. I've got some friends there from Iraq and Afghanistan. This has been a very long war. Uh, the bottom line is they died in defense of their nation, not in some endless war. They died to make sure this never happens again. And I can assure you the likelihood of this and this happening again is going through the roof after President Biden's decision today if it's not changed because he's setting Afghanistan on a path to deteriorate rather quickly and for the enemy, radical Islam, to reconstitute. And it can all be avoided with a minimal commitment compared to the past. And I'm expecting the certifications owed to the Congress to be delivered. And one final warning about that. If you do not... So there's there's Lindsey Graham. Um, and, And by the way, if you're listening to the audio of this, he had pictures of... On one side, a picture of the plane hitting 9-11 and then another picture 
of um, uh, ruins in Afghanistan that we've seen over the years, I guess over the decades. And he's making the point that, uh, uh, that that once famous point made by George W. Bush where he said, we got to fight him over there so we don't have to fight him over here. You remember when he did that? Fight him over there. Um, which there is, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Now, I don't want you guys to, because Lindsey Graham, to give him some credit, he's had some great moments on Capitol Hill. The most recent one I think we can think of is is Brett Kavanaugh. There's been some others where, you know, the man deserved a standing round of applause from all of us. There's no doubt. But Lindsey Graham is also and has been for a long time one of these warmongers in Washington, D.C. That is in the business of making sure we continue to occupy as many places as possible. Now, that's not to say he has that point of view with ill intentions, uh, but he, in fact, is one of those guys. He's one of, of many. He's not alone in this. Now, um, he's half right and he's half wrong. It's important to know that Lindsey Graham is not a person who is sending his sons and his daughters over to Afghanistan to fight in these wars. Um, but there is a part of this where he is right that if we just completely withdraw everybody we are putting our full trust into the Afghan government to make sure that ISIS and the Taliban don't realign, build up stockpiles of weapons, possibly get their hands on nuclear weapons. Who's to say they can't get something from Iran and then ramp back up now that they've got this safe harbor to then perpetrate another 9-11? That is very possible. So the common sense thing would to be uh, have some sort of surveillance, a thousand troops, a couple thousand troops, whatever the case, and make sure even if we're not directly involved, we are watching and at the first sign of these terrorist groups resurging, we step in and say, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Because 9-11 was, in fact, launched from Afghanistan. Pakistan, in fact, harbored Osama bin Laden. These countries, if it benefits them, will allow this stuff to go on. Whether they're uh, threatened or whether they will benefit monetarily or whatever. They've got a million reasons that they let this stuff happen. But we know that part of the world is fragile it's unstable and we know that those guys aren't in the business of running in any sort of a democracy that gives power to the people and keeps some sort of civilized society they just don't do it I, I don't think they ever will the middle east is what trump allegedly called some of these places at one time an asshole I mean, there's no denying it. And, oh, Andrew, you can't say that. I don't care. It is. If it wasn't, y'all would all be moving to Afghanistan. But it is. Nothing's going to change that. But our only interest 
should be is whether or not these terrorist groups have a safe harbor. We want to be breathing down their neck to make sure they can never get together, organize, and commit another atrocity on us or even our allies like they did on September 11th. That is not an excuse to occupy. It's not an excuse to keep thousands and thousands and thousands of troops in a country, especially if it's causing us casualties. But there is a level of responsibility that we have to make sure the homeland stays safe. And I think a lot in the military will agree the reason they signed up is to keep the homeland safe. I do believe that if we pull everyone out of Afghanistan, that will no longer be the case and we will be creating a vacuum for these people to reorganize. Now, the reason I brought up at the beginning of the podcast Barack Obama, or as we like to call him Barack America, is that... He did the exact same thing. And this is where I'm going with Obama pulling the strings because you can see the moves made by Joe Biden almost mirror Barack Obama. Remember in the early days of ISIS, Barack Obama dismissing them and calling them a JV team and acting like it was no big deal, we got it handled. Next thing we know, people are being beheaded. ISIS is committing tax attacks on the, the, the mainland of America, and everything has run them up. And it took somebody like Donald Trump to get in there and call the shots for our military to be able to have the ability to obliterate ISIS. We have gotten to that point. It can only stand to reason that if we completely move everybody out there on a predetermined date, that it will only fire back up. And here's a good reason, and and probably the most sickening reason. Joe Biden announced that the date that we will be bringing all of our troops home is in fact the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001. He wants to withdraw all troops on September 11th. Now, September 11th is not a day we celebrate. It's not a day we party. It's a day we mourn for what happened on that day in 2001. It was one of the most horrendous days in American history. It was probably the most horrendous day in most of our lifetimes. It was awful, and most of you guys can remember where you were when it went down and the shock you felt, the sadness you felt watching that stuff transpire on live TV. For those in Afghanistan that wish us ill will, they're the ones that view that day as a party. They're the ones that view that day as a celebration. They view that day as a win. They view that day as almost a holiday. And so... What will they do when they now have the fact that America has pulled their troops out on the 20th anniversary of September 11th to the day? How will they be able to use that in their propaganda to fire up their troops or to recruit new troops? 
because we know how this whole thing works. We know how they use propaganda to bring in more and more people, more Taliban fighters, more ISIS fighters. These type of things are what will allow them to grow. These type of things, like a U.S. president withdrawing troops on 9-11, will allow them to go to their people and say, see, Allah is so good to us. He, he forced his hand and, and he forced the, the, the U.S. president's hand and they're withdrawing on September 11th. That's a sign from Allah that we must attack again. That's what they're doing. And we'll see those videos very soon, so don't worry. I'll be proven right on this. You'll see those coming across the screen on the news. I'll be like, oh, we're so shocked that ISIS is using this kind of propaganda, using, using our withdrawal date against us. It's common. It's common. And it's hard to believe that those in Washington, D.C., especially those making this decision, don't see that coming as well. And it makes you wonder that if they do see it coming, if they know what the result of this is, they're either willing to shed American blood for the sake of a legacy, for the sake of Democrats being able to say Joe Biden was the only president to end a 20-year war. He was the president to end America's longest war. Or is there something bigger? Is there something more sinister at play behind why they want to bring these troops home? We've talked numerous times on this show about the fact that the left constantly needs a boogeyman, that the left constantly needs you to be afraid of something so they can then save you from it. That's why they take uh, entire uh, uh, groups of people, entire races of people, and convince them that they're victims in some form or fashion. They need them to be afraid. They need African Americans to be afraid of cops. They need Asian Americans to be scared of white people. They need people to be afraid so they can come save you. We just so happen to notice, as of late, we're having what seems to be a spike of what we would consider mass shootings in a very short period of time. Whether that's at grocery stores or outlet malls. Um, We've even got one going on as we speak. Uh, just saw this come across the wire on Twitter, and it is um, a shooter from a higher elevation opening fire on police officers in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And according to that county sheriff's department, they're saying um, officers from uh, GPD were dispatched to 392 North Summit Avenue for a parking hazard approximately 3 p.m. as officers responded to a call reported of uh, reported being shot at from higher elevation. Additional officers to include MCP officers responded. MCP and GD, GPD are actively searching for suspects and they're also telling people 
to uh, in the area to shelter in place. So what seems to be another mass shooting. Now that'll unfold and it may already unfold as to what happened uh, by the time you watch this podcast. But that's going on right now as we're recording this. And it seems to be happening almost day after day after day. And you're thinking, why all of a sudden does this happen? We haven't made any drastic changes to the gun laws or anything. Not yet, anyway. Uh, There hasn't been any major change that would cause um, mass shootings like this to happen nationwide. Maybe in certain states that have the strictest gun laws. We see that happen, but that's not new. But it just so happens when, when Democrats take power, these things start happening. And it's almost as if they're just coincidentally arriving just in time to use for the gun control debate. They arrive just in time to help push gun control legislation. Just in time for guns and really gun owners to be the boogeyman for so many Americans that the Democrats can save them from. The Democrats have the power. We can ban AR-15s. We can ban 10-round clips. We can ban we can ban all this stuff that's killing people. We can ban we can ban fully semi-automatic rifle pistol grip bump stocks. That's what they would call them. The Democrats are looking to save you. So would it be possible that the Democrats would benefit if ISIS and the Taliban did in fact realign, reorganize? And then as we saw through the Obama years, on a regular basis, commit attacks on the homeland? Shoot up the Pulse nightclub? Have a shootout in San Bernardino, Fort Hood? If those things are happening, not only could the Democrats say, we need to save you from terrorism, but it promotes the gun control and also promotes a new narrative of we have to stop Muslim hate because of a few bad guys. Now, all the white people hate Muslims and they're coming after innocent Muslims. It's a whole big, it's a whole a whole big package of things that the Democrats could save you from. And things that ironically allow the Democrats to push their normal agenda that they always do. Think about if terrorist attacks start happening on this land on a regular basis and people start getting skittish of Muslim people in the country. Think about how they could use that to elevate somebody like Ilhan Omar and how historic it would be to have a have a Muslim Syrian refugee as maybe even your next president. You can guarantee that there will be terrorist attacks on this country in the very near future. You just need to hope and pray 
that they aren't as bad as what we saw on 9-11. Because as we leave Afghanistan completely and we allow these people to realign, reorganize, and collect whatever weapons they could possibly want with no oversight whatsoever. And as we leave our southern border wide freaking open, you can guarantee yourself you're going to have as many terror attacks that any Democrat could ever desire. They're on the way, guys. All thanks to President Joe Biden. That's it for this episode. Click like, click share, comment, do something, and check out our next episode. We'll have a brand new one for you tomorrow. Until then, see you, Colt.